Welcome to Kirby's Disc Golf World, the pop culture disc golf matchup you've been waiting for. Do you guys smell that? Must be left over from the greatest disc golf podcast has ever surfaced on the airways. But today we're back with the all-time greatest podcast, Kirby's Disc Golf World. I'm honored to be seated with the no-shoe-wearing, one-finger-throwing, resurrected maniac himself, Disc Golf Jesus, and can't forget the nicest uncle out there skipping work and taking his niece for surgery on 420, but making everyone else grab his discs from the water. Swiss cheese. There was How one, you guys doing? There was one disc. <laughs> every time. <laughs> every, <laughs> every time. time yeah. I do good, bro. I'm pretty stoked. We we're at it again. We're I fucking know. here, man. We are on the grind. I know. Yeah, we did it again. I hope you guys are liking this yeah. and commenting and following. Enjoying reviewing. That's actually a good segue for like the plug right here. Let's just do it real quick. Wait, we'll just get it out of the way. That's what I was trying to do. I know we're, we're here, Super guys. Make sure if you enjoy the podcast, to rate and review it. Might as well head over to the gram as well. Follow Jesus Disc Golf, Swiss Cheese DG, and Kirby's Disc Golf World. But it doesn't stop there. Head over to the Twitter at Disc Golf World to continue following all the great madness. But I guess we can jump into disc golf stuff. Disc golf stuff. <laughs> That's our title. <laughs> disc golf stuff. Disc golf stuff. We should just put that on the bottom of our pod description. Disc golf stuff. Well, <laughs> I, I already have funniest disc golf podcasts on the internet, so I think that fits. Well, that goes without saying. Well, I, I, I think. <laughs> you want to know what? I think it. our first segment when we talk about whatever we talk about, it should just we should just pause before it and go disc golf stuff. That's fair. That that works. <laughs> that does work. The more you know. The more you know. So what are we jumping into? Obviously, we're going to jump into Jonesboro, the greatest final card. I think it beat out the Las Vegas as far as um, stats and as far as uh, ratings and things of that nature. Um, then the LVC um, had the four top rated disc golfers. Yeah, I would right? say some of the most uh, iconic, some of the top fan favorite, I would say. It was amazing. It was just like a card that you were like, you would dream to watch that card, especially on live coverage. Absolutely. So those who are in the dark, um, that was, who did they had? Ricky, obviously. Ricky, and Paul, Hal. Calvin, and why am I Can you say it in the right order? Because I think Paul is a little bit lower on that list. Like you kind of do a hierarchy thing. Should go Ricky Heimberg, <laughs> Paul Eagle. Uh. <sighs> That's that's tough because I mean Calvin has no world championships to his name. Yeah, are, are, are we going world championships? Or are we going on this year? The dude hasn't finished it outside the top five. I mean that's fair, but you're he still you're still gonna put the number one over top. Um, yeah, what did Paul finish again? I'm sorry. Oh, the, I didn't the, know. The number dropped, one, right? Dropped to four or five. Yeah, the number five, one. Okay, like cool. You know <laughs> you know you know how Paul goes. Paul, he's still the top one of the top. He's over. It, go, it goes Paul. Dude, uh, Reed is like the only person I've physically met who've watched Heimberg throw and watched Heimberg and hates. He thinks oh. he's boring, bro. I want to say yeah. I want to say I hate him. He's just Reed's just a troll. I, I I would rather watch Eagle. I'd rather watch Ricky. I'd rather watch. No, I don't want to watch Paul because <laughs> he's boring. He's just as boring. I'd rather. I want to know what. I'd rather watch Brody. I guess being the wow. smoothest motherfucker on the planet is boring, evidently, nowadays. So, yeah. any, Man, I've, I've watched disc golf with random people that don't even watch disc golf, and the one thing they come away when watching Heimberg is like, wow, that guy's really smooth. That guy's really good. He gets it done, man. Yeah. He gets to put the pizza in the oven, as they say. 
But um, as far as, yeah, obviously, <laughs> that is a nice reference. Paul, um, I, you know, Paul, Paul is what he is. when he's, he's going for dubs and purely dubs, so it's understandable that he kind of dips, especially when he's trying to carry that win. Um, that's why Quinn doesn't pick him on craft a card. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? As far as, the, as far as the card goes, you know, Eagle crushed in that final round. Had um, quite the late charge. Um, granted, at that point, there was no catching Ricky. No, one, one, if Ricky wants to win, I feel Ricky's going to win. He's kind of proven that, especially this year. I might see uh, the prime Ricky in the state right now. Dude, that prime Ricky is up there. But you want to know who else we had? One of my favorites also had a uh, solid round at Jonesboro. It's Casey White. Uh, he's proven that he can play in the woods. That's pretty much what he does. Um, Are we only saying woods now? That's fair, yeah. I guess this was the first testing point to can he throw bomber holes, can he throw open holes, and I, I guess he could do it. I'm going to go out and say it right now. When Simon comes back, Casey White will have better results than Simon. That is bold. I, uh, book it. I know. Put it, put it that, that, one, that one's going somewhere. Put it in the books. Put it in the records. I'm Tell saying you right now. now. When Simon comes back, I'm picking him as my first craft card. That's your number one right there? That's not my number one, but oh. he'll, he, will be, he will probably be my last pick. Yeah. Simon yeah. does crazy things. so I, I could see it both ways. It really depends how that injury still um, – how he handles that injury still, if it's still hurting him, or if he's, like, back to prime Simon. So – It'll be interesting for sure. Mentor yeah, versus but like as as you're alluding to, the man of the tournament, the man of the season, um, is obviously Ricky, and that's kind of what I'm playing, um, in line with the whole Macbeth talk that I'm talking. I understand Macbeth is Macbeth, and I'm not challenging that because Foundation will come after me, um, <laughs> as a general. And but that being said, it's Ricky's year. Um, what he's doing as far as at the end of the last year and the beginning of this year, um. If you ask me, it is probably cumulative the best stretch of disc golf possibly ever. I agree. And it's only a quarter of the way through. He's got eight wins um, from the shortened season last year into this year. He's got two or three pro tour wins this year already. Um, and we're not even a quarter of the way through. And he may be putting together a nice enough stretch that compete compares to Paul's 2015. I'm going to go better. How do you feel on this one? You really, I, I don't even think it's a question right now. Um, comparing to Paul, Paul's 2015 year will never be matched ever in the history of disc golf. F oh. fif 15 oh. wins on the season. He got the world champion. He got the grand slam winning every single major there was that year. That's the year they actually went to Australia, they went overseas to Europe. They went to, what's the other country? To Japan. Uh, and he won all of them. It wasn't even close. He won every single one. So I don't think that someone will ever do that ever again. Granted, that I would think that the it might be because of the more diverse field. I think better competition goes along with that. But that being said, Paul did it. So and what's I, the Grand Slam in disc golf? You win every single major and every single NT or national tour event. And so how many? There's five, year? five national tour events. There was five that year in 2015. Yeah. And he basically said, "You don't have an argument, Quinn." I disagree. I, I disagree. A, the competition was better, is better now than in 2015. Granted, I know Ricky was 
throwing at that point in time. Um, but you have a plenty of young guns. You guys cannot ignore the young guns that are going through in disc golf right now. So you have plenty of um, harder competition. And when I say also harder competition, uh, further distances. You know what I mean? Part of, the pa- part of what set Paul apart is his distance on his drives, placement also in that fact, and his putting. You know what I mean? When that field, that gap of distance play has shortened in this new disc golf world that we're living in, um, where the distance is more matched as opposed to maybe having top five distance players, you got about 12 of the same dudes who have the same arms as far as distance goes. So as much as I'm going to lay on a hotbed of coals for Ricky in that part, I think the disc golf's better. I think what he's doing, granted, it's a quarter of the way through. I have confidence that Ricky's going to ride this out through the rest. Um, I think he has changed his mindset. I think he's finally physically healthy. Um, and he will only continue a, a little bit further on this train. And don't get me wrong, great season by Paul McBeth. I can't argue that. But Ricky's going to be there. He's going to be the best ever. Hey, what are you talking about? I mean, I'm not even a controversy for saying this is the best Paul, but uh, we could look back at the ratings back then. He was only rated 1049 at the time. There's obviously arguments between if there's like um, – what's it called inflation on the ratings um people have been saying that so honestly i don't want to flex too much on the ratings but talking about his 2015 one you talk we can talk about the field too um it's paul ricky will shoestrick steve brinster you got nico there eula berry lazat fellberg saxon eagle so you still have all those people i understand that they're playing better now but i don't know also and you had an eagle at what 18 <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. It might have been his first or second tour. You know what I mean? But yeah. So, and then that, um, that 2015, he had the most birdies, um, 55% birdie streak. So he was birding more than half the holes he played the whole entire season. And that's a pretty incredible that's step. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> Not even talking about Eagles or anything like that. They're just straight birdies. So, but yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Ricky's better. I think it's okay, whatever, drop. man. If I'm Ricky's picking, better. I think, I don't know. I hope Ricky, I hope he continues to ride this, and hopefully we do see more battles at the top. Hopefully we see Calvin shine a little bit So let me too. ask you this. What do you think is better for disc golf as a whole in fandom land? Is it um, having Ricky finish the season kind of like a Paul 2015-esque where he's just dominating the field, or having a little bit of parity where you, you're kind of having different winners and different things of that nature? How do you think, Reed? Definitely parody. More people, more names, better for, especially if you get like Eagle and Heinberg, like fan favorites to win, because they're like people with big personalities. Like, not like if Brody wins, she <laughs> just imagine. Crazy. Imagine. Hold on, let's, let's, let's imagine. I'm imagining. It'd, it'd be mm. awesome. Everything's just black. Damn. But I'm just saying, it, it's more. I'm. I admit, like with sports, when one one person dominates, like in golf, one person dominates. It was Tiger Woods, and it's always been Tiger Woods. But I don't think. I think that's the exception from the rule. Understood. Uh, as far as a fringe sport, I think as in media popularity and things of that nature, you need that dominating force, um, to kind of, you need that seller. But but again, that's going to be people that are just come in to view that once in a while. It's not going to be. I think if you have more, 
parody, more big names, more personalities that get out there. People are going to watch for those people instead of just latching onto this one guy. Because then, then if he fucking injures himself and people forget about him or if he gets drunk and, dr- and car crashes his car and or his wife chases him with a golf club <laughs> he, he, and he's gone for a while. Nice. So <laughs> it, it, it'll just be sad for that sport. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to see sport on anyone's back, and I think we're not heading to that direction. And I hope that we see more top battles. Like Calvin can win any tournament. I, I, I don't think see. we're going to see it that way because I, don't either, think, I think Calvin and Ricky are leaving Paul in the dust. Yeah, so I think oh, I think overall, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to see um, more more winners, which I think is overall better for the sport because, like, like Reed's saying, you don't want to latch onto one person and then say he's the sport. And if anyone outside is looking like, oh, this is one dude wins every single event, how hard can it be? Everyone else must be not good, but that's definitely not the case here. Fair. I man, I, I understand it. Like I said, I I think it's kind of a that's the only drawback to disc golf. I think there is maybe four to six guys that you kinda think are gonna finish. Mm-hmm. Um and then you squeeze out a couple of winners. But um like I said, I think it's Ricky's and Calvin's year. Um, I think Paul's got some things going on with his foundation, with his new course. Um, he's got a lot of with his new contract, things of that nature, where he's got a lot on his load. Um, and I think those guys are just taking advantage of it. Um, in all honesty, I'm happy for the the year coming. Um, I think that's what's going to kind of bring disc golf in there. But I think what's also going to bring disc golf into the next level is the FPO. Um, you want to talk about very challenging, very different winners and having different perspectives and having that type. Katrina Allen dominated Jonesboro. What it, Reed, how many times was Paige a, a winner Cause four, with your number one pick there? Four years in a row. Oh, hey, four, four years in a row. better than okay. fucking yeah. Je- Jefferson's bench. That's <laughs> fucked Well, easy. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so um, took Paige off her pedestal as far as with the Jonesboro. Um also, it wasn't even like she was playing bad either. She was playing like incredibly good on the oh course yeah. too. That's the other thing. Katrina Allen was on a different level. Absolutely. And not only did she beat her in Jer- beat Paige in Jonesboro, um, became first in points as far as yeah, DGPT points. Um, yep. yep. As far as the women competition, um, Paige slipped to third. Yeah, Kona is now in second place for points. Oh, nice. So. Yeah, FPO. Like I, I was thinking, this is like the eighth the podcast in a row. I said FPO is fucking amazing this year. Yes, it's such a battle every single time, and that's the stuff that's gonna, I think, uh, increase the viewership on disc golf is seeing battles like that. Even though I mean, it wasn't necessarily wasn't a battle because Katrina fucking carried the fuck out of this tournament. Destroyed. <laughs> it's bro. crazy. She was doing so good, and none of us picked her. That's on no, me. that's on me. So that that's shame. not on me. <laughs> yeah, you you were the only one that could. I couldn't p- double dip. Yeah. So, but um, messed up. Great, great, good for Katrina Allen. It's good to see her playing well. It's good to see her putting well. Um, in all honesty, and I think that's what's carried her this year thus far. Her putting has improved. Um, that was really all that was holding her back too. She's got the distance. She's got all the skills. It was the putting missing the ten footers that was getting her down. People, someone even told, someone even said like she's better at twenty eight footers than she is like eleven footers, and I think that's kind of switched around a little bit. Puts like me, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, just, I always get <laughs> flashbacks of last year when they was on TV and she airballed it like a oh, and the skin seven match. footer. Yeah, yeah, and like Simon, that was for like the, the win too. Yeah, the hole. yeah. Simon put like 
did the hands to the god on his head. Yeah, after he's like, come on. Like, come damn, on. Damn. Yeah, that was rough for sure. I think it was like for 5Gs or something like that, too. It was yeah. Like bananas. Yeah. But, um, no, Katrina Annals changing the game. Um, I'm excited for that um, and going through there and getting into the next leg. Um, if you guys do not know, it is the Mid-American Open. Yeah, and which unfortunately is not at Harmony Benz anymore, and unfortunately that caused a lot of top-tier pros to drop the tournament. It started out with Brody before, and then I just looked because, you know, got to do the craft card players, and Paul McBeth is now dropping. So <laughs> last-minute drops coming out here. So um, Harmony Benz one of the hardest, and I think it's the number one course in America voted by fans, of course, so that's up for debate. But as long, technical, wooded hole. And now we're going to, I would say, equally as wooded, but a lot shorter course. Yes. That cuts the distance down um, almost in half um, from what I've noticed in the coverage that I've been trying to review for our craft a card. Um, Harmony Benz, it's a shame um, that Harmony Benz is not um, having the tournament. I guess the conditions are awfully sloppy. Yeah, it's snowing there. So um, understood, understood that pros take the weekend off um they don't get very many of those <laughs> not <laughs> really no season. um so understand on that but um quality tournament um and we're gonna go into this leads into our craft a card which quinn you did end up winning last week oh man you gotta say it a little bit louder mm-hmm. quinn ended up winning first time two-time winner okay yeah um, Whatever, man. It happens to the best of us. You thought I o- only remembered one? Whatever, man. Get Don't out worry of here. about it. Says the guy who doesn't I'm a, win. I'm a, I'm a solid second-place player. Mr. Disc Golf himself, JK. Second place for the win. This is <laughs> also the second week where one of my picks lost me points instead of just added. Even if I would took like one extra point, nah. Minus five. Okay, cool. There you go. Cool. Halo King. King out of rough. Come on, Haley King. <laughs> but yeah, so Men America Open, obviously. Uh, man, you lo- put the kiss of death on those female players. Oh, man. That's fuck me, right? <laughs> uh, we can talk a little bit of the past winners. We have Emerson, Keith, Kevin Jones, and really the doors open for the FPO because this is going to be the first year where we actually see these top touring uh, females play this course. However, that was played at Harmony Benz. Now we have a completely different course, so we're really going to see that door is wide open. Hmm. So, Craft Card, obviously, Quindy, would you like to explain your segment? My segment because I win so much. Um, so if you guys have not heard, our craft a card segment is kind of a fantasy style draft um, where we only have three specific rules. One is you are only allowed to repeat um, a player from your previous team. Um, so you're only allowed to do that with one player. The other one is you do have to select a female um, player on your card. And last... One of your picks has had to have finished outside of the top ten in their last tournament um, is the mainstay. So as we're going with the results rated, Reed and Jay tied last week, but because Jay um, finished second and Reed finished first the week before, Jay will be going first on this crafted card. Um, then it'll go Reed, and then it will go Quinn. Well, do we have like caveats in case that more people drop out? <laughs> like are we are we able to slot uh, later or are you just stuck with it? You can you can add one later. Uh, I'm fine I, with being stuck with it. Oh, that demographic. Uh, whatever, we'll figure it out. Oh, I don't know the Anzac 
demographic too. All right, fine. There you go. It's All official. Right, cool. All right, I'm gonna go with my first pick of the draft. Someone who's very good in the woods, who's been not underperforming this year, but hasn't got that breakout win yet. I'm gonna go with Chris Dickerson. I think I can guarantee a top five for this guy, and I'm really hoping that I don't. This doesn't backfire on me, but <laughs> hopefully Chris Dickerson holds it out for me. Damn. Okay, Reed. Fuck you, Paul McBeth. Why'd you <laughs> drop out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with my out of top ten, KJ USA. You finished outside the top ten last one. At, General, at Jonesboro, Jonesboro yeah. was last one, right? Yeah. yeah. Did he? Finished sixteen. There you go. There you go. So KJ. For some reason, I think I took like fourth. Jonesboro Open. No, you're, no, I was looking at something. No, oh yeah, he did take fourth. What? He didn't take fourth Jonesboro. Jonesboro fourth place. Jonesboro, sixteenth place. Are you looking at the right year? I'm not. It doesn't say a year. Should. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> Those are the results. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he took four. Oh, fine. Still. All right, so you still got KJ. Okay. You can still have him. He's yeah, just not yeah, your yeah. outside the top ten pick. Um, KJ solid pick, previous winner, as we said. So who else did we say was a previous? Emerson Keith. Emerson Keith. Uh, I'm going to get him so Reed can't have him. James Conrad. Wow, he did that in your face. Damn. In the face. There are a few side iron holes on this, um, but most um, – of the forehand shots are kind of like a slow ante that I think Conrad can really um, execute. So I think that I'm going to go with Mr. James Conrad. I was not expecting that out of Quinn, but now that Quinn left the door open, I am going to go with Casey White. Nice. Uh, he seems that he can put himself within the top 10. He's really good at wood courses. It's not very long, so I think this is a, hopefully will be a course that Casey White can really shine and maybe even get his first tour win. I thought he was going to come back to me. Good for you. Y'all ain't know. I'm going to pick Nico LaCastro. That's a good pick. I think that's who you mistaked on. You should have went Nico instead of the... I disagree. Casey White. I disagree. Uh, Nico's a good pick, though, for sure. He was on my radar. That is a pretty good one. I'm going to go with a little bit of a wild card here. Um... Man, I see his name, and it's hard not to say him. Just say him. <laughs> Just say him. But I think I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Uliberry. Wow. That's, That's outside not who I was thinking. Is that outside top ten? <laughs> Take a gander. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I had him last week, and he didn't do very good. So All right. I'm so so. I'll go Uli. Yeah. Yeah. Uli's outside. By yep, yep. outside top ten. All right. So that's my outside top ten. All right, I'm going to go with the first mm. FPO pick, and I'm going to go with – she's been performing the really well the last two tournaments. I'm going to go with the sidearm player herself, Sarah Hokum. <laughs> He's taking your picks left and right, yep. bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, I, that's why I asked you who your third pick was because oh, yeah. I was gonna, she was going to be my pick. Um, we're off of that. It's okay. I am going to go with Heather Young. That's a solid pick. That was my uh, backup FPO play right there. Leaving Quinn's FPO. Real wild card. So if you're going to leave him to me, I'll take Drew Gibson. He wasn't even on my list. Don't worry about it. I'll take Drew Gibson. (laughs) Talk about a wild card. That guy is just – he might 
hit every tree. Man, there's a lot of backstops, so I'm not worried about the distance because <laughs> he's going to be hitting the backstops all day. All right, then. Outside, top ten. This, oh, man, I really didn't want to do this. I was really hoping I didn't have to. But we're going to do it anyways. I'm going to go with Kyle Klein, and I think that this is going to be a breakout tournament breakout tournament for him, hopefully, uh, for my outside the top ten. I'm going to go with my only other person I have written down, <laughs> Barella. Nice. Yes, good <laughs> good play. Anthony yes. Barella. Give him AB um, So now I have to do a female, huh? Yes, that is the uh, one of the three yes. rules we have. Don't have and very many. And I will go with. Man, I'm guessing Hannah's out with Paul being out. Nope. Well, I don't know. Uh, yeah, now that I, if her name's still there, it's a last possibility. Time I checked, she was in. Uh, something's gonna happen, and Paul and Beth's still gonna be playing or something. I'm gonna get. And nobody else. Yeah. Man, I'll go Missy Gannon. I think she's up there and has been up there on the year. I agree with you on your Heather Young putts. But I'll I'll take Missy Gannon all day. She's solid. I think we all got solid lineups, and I would say the door is very well open without Paul, Ricky, or Paul, um Calvin being there. Can I switch my uh, Drew Gibson to Emerson? No, it's already locked in. Right, just Can't be doing that. Can't be go back. All right. He is. I just saw the rating. I went there. Well, Drew's got to unlock, man. He's got fucking swag and tats. Put it in the board. Swag and tats. <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, Drew, that's carrying me to another podcast, dub. Swag and tats. <laughs> oh, hopefully, I can get a win this time. But talking about wins, let's head over to the Dream Doubles. We got a guy with things coming out of his hands. We got another guy who freezes stuff. And then we have a man who, as far as I can tell, is made of electricity. Of course, I'm talking about Mortal Kombat! So, as you know, this is the Dream Doubles, our Fuck, Mary Kill segment, where we take the best, the worst, and who we want to beat of some sort of pop culture reference. This year, this week, month, this, year. <laughs> this podcast, whatever the hell it is, uh, we are doing Mortal Kombat in honor of the movie coming out or already came out, depending on when this when Jefferson releases this podcast. Every Friday. <laughs> right, cool. Every Friday. Right? <laughs> Comes out the same day. <laughs> right. Good talk, guys. So, of course, we're going to jump right into our who is the worst disc golf partner in the Mortal Kombat universe. JK, who's your worst? The worst Mortal Kombat character is one that virtually everyone hates. Even the developers despise this character and want nothing to do with him. As his character said, or as his creator said, he was in the game to his own dismay. Su Hoi, the worst disc golfer by far, because he would bring the negative vibes and worst moves just like the game. The most creative part of Mortal Kombat is the fatalities by far. And guess what his is? Just a simple fucking chest laser? Fucking boring. And you already know his main shot on the course would be a hyzer. Every single shot. He has no place on my team or anyone else's in that matter. Wow. Can we talk about finishers? Reed, what was your favorite Motor Combat finisher? Um, I I liked the baby fatalities. Oh, where yeah. they turn into babies. <laughs> yeah. So those were those were or the friendship ones. Or the friendship ones. Ask me what was my favorite one. What was your one? favorite one? None of them. My favorite finisher was the fucking uppercut because my ass couldn't button smash fast <laughs> enough to get any of the fucking fatalities. <laughs> or another classic one, I had three finishing moves. 
One, uppercut, easy. Two, if I kind of wanted to be like, hey, you sucked that one, sweep the leg. Just no, sweep that the leg. That was dirty. <laughs> just sweep the leg. The best is like when I've just fucking like skunked, skunked them and fucking perfect it. Or then I just fucking just wa- let them die and just, wa- oh. I just watch. Just just watch. Yeah, just fucking watch. But um, my worst, uh, guys, for my references um, for Mortal Kombat, I only played the first three. So that's going to be all my characters I use. So this is nostalgia. Um, I do remember the first Mortal Kombat game, and it was like the game changer of gore and all the fucking suburban white women moms were all upset and up in arms about that shit. But anyways... I digress. Moving on. Baraka is my worst. Baraka is a stolen version of Blanca from Street Fighter. Uh, Midway said, hey, let's take Blanca minus the fur, add a Nosferatu face with a shit ton of teeth. That's fucking Baraka. Um, But as far as why he'd be the worst, uh, he has forearm blades. So how the fuck is this guy going to literally throw a disc when he has about a 16-inch fucking blade protruding out of his each forehand? This guy is going to consist of nothing but rollers and thumbers for every one of his fucking throws. So as far as a worse partner, A, his breath is going to stink. B, he looks like a fucking, fucking creep. And last... Who wants a fucking dude just throwing thumbers all day? <laughs> like, seriously. That dude doesn't have... Baraka's not going to know where that disc is going to fucking land or end up. Any throw. I have respect for Baraka. Baraka was one of my characters. I thoroughly enjoy him. Does that surprise you, anybody? Are you going with the... Bl- so you're going with the blade, not the bones. Because he also has one with bones out of his, that come out of his hand. I only remember the blades. Okay. I think it was an alternate... Uh, okay, Super. Boomer. All right, my worst. Boomer, nice. <laughs> my worst partner is without a doubt Bo Ray Cho. This asshole would show up already fucking drunk, puking, farting all over the place, talking about the village he just raided and fucking the millions of people he killed and raped and murdered and all that good stuff. It would not be a fun time. He would be womanizing, making stupid-ass dirty jokes over the top. And this dude's one mother- ugly motherfucker. <laughs> just just not a type of person I want to fucking chill with. Because they're ugly? Just <laughs> <No. laughs> hang out with them ugly people. No, because fucking all he's going to do is be puking all over the course, fucking passing gas in your face, fucking Peter Griffin style, taking your head and put it right next to like the Like when ass. you're picking up your mini and shit? Yep. He'd be doing all that fucking shit. And he's just like, oh, 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 he's a fucking drunken, drunken fist fighter or whatever it's called. Wouldn't be fun. Wouldn't be a cool guy to hang out with. Fuck Bo Rachel. You're not my, you're my worst disc golf partner. Well, to talk about them, I think that's all the worst. We can go on to who we're going to beat. Throw it right back to you, Swiss. Oh, fuck. He's ready. Uh, Kano. <laughs> Kano is, a, is just lame as shit. He's a giant puss, first of all, with a tough exterior. So as far as who I want to beat, I want to beat that guy who's all puffy-chested, and then when it comes down, he's just going to fucking crack under pressure. Let's be honest. He gets his ass beat by Sonya, and Sonya's not even that fucking great in the game. Probably one of the worst in the fucking first ones. Uh, He... The other thing that bothers me about Kano, as far as with the old games, they may have changed this in the future. Kano has a fucking laser for an eye, and... Granted, it looks cool on his fucking face on the top of the screen, but what's it do? It does nothing. It doesn't help him in any way, shape, or form. Just try and make him look like a little bit of a badass. 
Um, so fucking, how do you not? How do you develop a laser eye? And don't use it in a fucking video game. So Kano um, is my worst, but the other part of it is that fucking Australian accent. I would have I would have a hard time. Literally not fucking after every one of his throws while I'm playing against him. Be like, put another strip on the body and just fuck him with it. So that's my beat. Fuck Kano and his fucking crip eye. That's it. Um, Just to let you know, Kano's eye is actually... Uh, I'm saying tra- crip because it's red. Oh. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> his, his eye is actually a, one of the range, <laughs> ra- range finders. So you can know how far the distance is uh, to the penis. He just negated me. all your arguments. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's, that's no, it doesn't. <laughs> check re- out re- the f- re- yeah, read up on, check out Mortal Kombat Wiki. You could have fucking 2020 vision. It's not going to help you fucking throw a disc. It's like he's got a Bushnell rangefinder. Yeah. Who gives it? All right, I'm going to give Reed a Bushfinder. Is it going to help him fucking throw Absolutely. anywhere? Shut uh, the uh, fuck up. It's going to help he's you. He's going to find all those bushes. I know. It ain't going to help All right, shit. I'm going to do my beat. Because my beat is by far my least favorite character in the fucking series. Jonathan Carlton, or better known as Johnny Cage. One of the original seven, this asshole action superstar would be signing autographs, not giving a shit how he's uh, not giving a shit on the course, just being there for for the fans. Doesn't give a shit about the fans. He just wants the attention. That's all he fucking cares about. Fucking... He'd be only throwing the high speed, high speed cloud cloud breakers. Only throwing the top disc. Doesn't can't even fucking get him two hundred twenty feet. And most of his moves involve kicking. You want to know what you don't need in in uh, disc golf? Kicking. So it's fair. <laughs> so mo- most of the moves that involve kicking, fucking that's not gonna help. And one of his finish- got a great core from those kicks though. <laughs> one of his finishing moves. Is a nut punch. I mean, do you want to fucking play with a guy that punches dudes in the nuts? <laughs> no, you don't. And he's just a big Hollywood guy, and he's too famous to care. It wouldn't, wouldn't be a fun dude to hang out with. I would want to shove it in his face when I beat him because he's so cocky, and it'd be an awesome beat. It'd be it'd be like beating Paul Macbeth. And and Are after you say Paul Macbeth punches people in the nuts? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. Write that down. Write that down. Fuck, man. And, and you want to know what? After, after I played him, after I beat him, he'd be like, come to a little tournament, they said. It'd be good for the career, they said. Yeah. Yeah, right. Beat your ass. Fuck you, Johnny wow, Cage. and he slammed the notes down. It's equivalent to a mic drop. All right. Oh, are you you're still going? No, you're good. Okay, just there's some yeah, like you had yeah, something yeah, to say. <laughs> all right, the beat I'm going with is Jax because I beef all the way back from DC versus Mortal Kombat. If you guys don't know, this guy had the easiest spam move in the world. All you had to do all, for all the combos, they were decently hard. This one, it was just two back and a t- fucking triangle. So my little brother. All he would fucking do is sit in the corner, hit you with a gun. Sit in the corner, hit you with a gun. Not even letting me get a chance to fight back. And I've not forgotten that memory. And I want the final laugh in this bullshit fight. <laughs> also, Jax wouldn't be the worst on the course. He's got that robo arm, so basically he's like Ricky Waisaki anyways. So I'll at least be walking away feeling great with that win. Nice. He attacked his childhood right there. I did. You got flashbacks. You, you know there through. is a button to block. Right? Yeah, okay. I was like nine. That's <laughs> and he just throw another no missile. When you're nine. It's just, it's just angry. It's like it's like fucking Liu Kang. 
kick. The bicycle kick? Yeah, you just hold kick. Yeah. That's all they did. All right, I'm going to do my best then. Do your best. You ready? All right, my best. Sweeping uppercut right here. Half dragon, half human, Shiva. It says she has a tail, but I've never seen it. But she's from the outer world. She had... She has four arms, three fingers on each hand. So just imagine the weird flick she's going to get, the weird fucking weird so fucking. you're she's going to throw with one finger? I throw with one finger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we did get that bird. <laughs> She'd be throwing weird fucking angles. She has four arms, too, so she can throw at any different fucking. She also has this thing, which I believe I can utilize in the disc golf course. Um, she has a teleport stomp. Which I can think I can throw a frisbee and then she does the teleport stuff and teleport it into the pin. Or, fucking, guess who doesn't want to have to walk this disc? Fucking teleport me, stop me, Shiva. And she's fucking half dragon, half human jacked as fuck. You know, she's bombing fucking frisbees all over the course. And she's half dragon. You want to know what dragons have really good? Concentration. She's not missing a putt. Yeah, don't look at don't look at me like I'm an idiot. Dragons that's a known con- fact. Dragons have great concentration. It's a known fact. <laughs> yeah. What? Dope ass, wo- dope ass warrior, will to win, do anything to win. She wouldn't have to lie, cheat, and steal because we'd be banging putts all day. All well, right, me Shiva taking world champs. Another oh notebook slam. <laughs> I think he just does that all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna go next. It's going to be Kong. Wow. The dude fucking throws a hat with blades on it. You don't think he can throw a 176 fucking gram disc? Period. I like that one. (laughs) That's all you needed. All you needed to take that one. All right. I chose to be my best. This man would never miss a putt because as soon as it's going to the ground, all he has to do is yell, get over here. And all of a sudden, he's putting again. Plus, he's got the teleportation to hell, so you already know he has an unlimited supply of discs everyone already hates, which basically sums up to a bag full of grooves, which we know one someone will like that. Woo. He does whatever he can to win and will stop at literally nothing, as one of his main attributes is malevolence, so he's doing whatever the fuck he wants. And, of course, hellfire, so if we're losing, everyone's dying anyways. <sighs> he's iconic. He can't go now. Someone's oh, got to be a scorpion. Um, and probably, like, the... That was like the number one fatality. It was the, when he pulls out the mask. Like, skeleton breathes the fire. fire. Yeah. yeah. I think that was like one of the most memorable. It's definitely iconic. I feel. No, def- if I know it, then fucking. Yeah, the most memorable. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody went chameleon as the best. He has all the attributes of pretty much everybody else. Or at least all the ninjas. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I almost went noob because he was one of my favorite. Noob Sailbot. Yeah. Classic. Nobody went Raiden either. Raiden's usually on top. Fuck of Raiden, man. Raiden's a bitch. Raiden's kind of like fucking Leonardo. Like you just like he's like that fucking good shoe bitch. That you're like, all right, man, you need to chill. All right. That's kinda, that's, uh, you want to know what I think of Luke Kang when I think of that one? Nah, man. Luke Kang is just a stolen version of fucking Bruce Lee. Yeah, so. 100%. Like, all can right. we all be honest? Mortal Kombat doesn't have the most original <laughs> fucking <laughs> lineup of stuff. It's all, like, half-stolen yeah. of to everything be, else. To be honest, Mortal Kombat is probably my, probably my third favorite of the of the trilogy, of the three. Top three, Street Fighter, Tekken, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat is probably my third. There you go. Write it down. On this note, though, 
before Quinn gets the answer, we're heading over to the disc pick. Disc pick. Disc pick. <gasps> it's so big. The disc pick is a unique disc review with three separate perspectives. A sidearm only, an intermediate distance thrower, and a bomber player, all giving their thoughts on the same discs. They each get ten throws. Ten throws. Everybody knows the rules. Three on Heiser, three on Anheuser, three flat, and a max distance to really understand the disc. On today's podcast, we're going to be reviewing the Hastaplast Cax Z. This is a speed six, glide five, no turn, and a two fade mid range, and its uh, the stability is stable. It is not shaped like a normal mid range. It has uh, shaped like a normal disc. It doesn't have the blunt edge. It's more shaped like a fairway driver, but still with a low enough speed to qualify as a mid range. I know this is Quinn's favorite disc. So Quinn, what do you got to say about it? Um, can I ask one quick question? Are we doing soft or I mean, if you want to give your thoughts on both, read through all three of them. He threw all of them? Okay. Um, guys, KXZ, first of which, if you guys are not familiar with Castaplast as far as a company, um, I'm going to say arguably the best. I'm not even going to say arguably. Best grip or hand feel plastic that is on the market, period. Castaplast is making great product, um, great followers. You want to talk about fucking crazy fans go to the castaplast fan page those guys are fucking nuts but anyways getting back to the caxi as far as the caxi guys i do use this as a primarily as a mid-range um so i do have a soft for those upshots that kind of for their soft plastic it has a little bit more flex to it to where i can get it to land more towards the pin um and kind of sit and stay there uh, but i also use their k1 plastic or their premium plastic as for drives and things of that nature um this disc is a thing of beauty like jay said it is definitely more feels like more like a fairway driver so you don't have to worry about grip um in my opinion um that and this disc is very stable as far as what it does it, it will kind of hold whatever line you want to put it on if you want to put it on a hyzer i'll hit that hyzer if you want to put it on an annie i'll hit it if it'll be flat it will glide for days um and then kind of slowly fade from there you can kind of flip it. You can you can do pretty much anything you want on any throw, on any line, and that's why the Caxi is probably my favorite disc, in my opinion. It's just a thing of beauty. It, it's becoming more and more. Um, it essentially replaced my FD. Um, it kind of, I am using it more in a driver sense, and I'm every time I throw it. Yeah, as a driver, I always surprise myself and say, wow, I, I didn't think I can get that distance out of this disc. I, I can't kind of tend to think of like, oh, it's a mid range. I need to throw it as a mid. And instead, I prefer like it can get the great distance. Great for tunnel shots. Um, this thing is a thing of beauty. It's already in my bag. I have three of them. <laughs> um, like I said, one is my upshot. That is in the soft and the other ones I'm primarily using for drive. It's a beauty of a disc castaplast really made something special with this disc in my opinion right i know this is Bag. the first time you've ever thrown a cagsy what was the first impressions you've had um it had okay hand feel no i wouldn't say excellent um i did not like this disc at all this is probably my least favorite for this is probably the least favorite disc i've thrown in this segment wow. um i had bold i had nothing like it was just dying, dying left every fucking time. It was like every every single throw was just dive bombing left. I it also felt really small, like it didn't feel like a regulation frisbee. Like I don't know what it like what it was. It just didn't feel the right size. I don't know if 
and I did try to throw it with two fingers. Had the same result. Um, I don't know. Maybe if I threw it a little bit more. Maybe if I got if I figured it out. But I want no part in this frisbee. This every single one just dive bomb left, and it was a problem. So this would be a, a no for you on the no. baggie. So for me, again, this has uh, really become a staple in my bag starting this summer. Quinn had one in his bag, and ever since the first throw, I fell in love with this disc. It's been a real staple for my mid-range game. Uh, for people who don't know, I hate mid-ranges. I just I hate the blunt edges to them. I grip lock them. I don't know what it is. It might be a mental thing. It might be a form thing, but I just can never get the hang of them. And the Cagsy, like I said, has that fairway driver feel. So when it was in my hand, it felt super nice. It was coming out super clean. Uh, the only really problem I have with this disc is is the speed six really comes in play so when you're really going for like a shorter mid-range shot this disc is going to bomb uh, i can throw this disc plenty far so sometimes i go over the basket but this is a great disc where i can really slow my arm speed throw it flat and it's going to go flat if i put on hyzer it's going to hyzer if i put on annie it's going to hold that annie any line you hold on just like quinn said it's going to hold that line and for me i think it's a perfect beginner disc someone's stepping up from a putter trying to go onto that uh more higher speed thing a lot of people are really encouraged out the um right when they start playing to go for those drivers because it's what you know you don't want to go out there and just throw putters that's not fun as much as it might help your game so this is a really great disc you can give these people to where they think they're throwing a high-speed driver but really it's going to be something that they can actually throw very well for them um i like it in the k1 soft is it yeah. called i like it in the softer i think it's a little less stable um from what my experience has been and i don't know it just holds the lines perfectly and I, there will probably never be a time when a cag z is not in my bag yeah, it's a mainstay. I will say it's a, that's a very fair point as far as intermediate um, because this disc is stable or understable enough that it kind of also corrects any, a little bit, any of the bad lines that you may throw for new arms. You know what I mean? Granted, mm -hmm. um, as you get better and your arm speed gets better, then it's going to kind of hold more to what it was. So it's going to be that nice step up for those. Um, and like I said, guys, if you do not, if you haven't tried cast plastic, get out there, get a hands on it, um, get in the marketplace. It's well worth it. They got other great lines, and like I said, the best hand feel as far as grip goes. Yeah, they have, they have really good plastic. Uh, let's, let's retract a few, sta few statements are correct. Quinn did call people uh, in the groups nuts. I think he meant that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so don't, don't take no, that. No, they're like super fans, man. Yeah, everyone. They, dude, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about like you want to talk a resale market? The resale yeah. market on Cast the Plast Disc, in part because they have such low production and it's coming from Sweden, um, it is in certain areas you're paying forty dollars for a stock cast the plus disc in some areas of this nation yeah um in all honesty there are pages and people out there that do sell retail but if you're on the resale market man this stuff is kind of hot at this point in time um if you guys ever see a cast the plus disc in mint that you can buy buy it <laughs> i don't care what the condition is buy it get on the fan page and sell it yeah <laughs> uh, i would say uh, we, we've been seeing uh, the Discraft fanboys kind of grouping together and being seen as one of the strongest fan bases. Well, I would disagree. I think Cast Blast is the strongest yeah. fan base. Especially, since it might not be, like, the biggest, but there is not – there's no such thing as, like, a kind of fan that Cast Blast. If you are a Cast Blast fan, you're pretty much all in, yep. which, I don't know, it's it's definitely cool to see. And then, uh, the, the last thing I will add is some of the nicest dudes on that fan page. Also. Oh, yeah, they're very they're helpful. They're doing giveaways. They're doing awesome. But Cast the Plast fans, Cast the Plast as a company, good week, good stuff. 
That being said, I think this week uh, the, the Putting Puzzler segment is going to be sponsored by Eagle McMahon because we, we're stealing a lot off his Instagram page, uh, giving a little bit more insight on what we feel. So Eagle, no, Eagle gave us permission. Yeah, we're big. Eagle's a big fan. We go way back. Um. Okay. So one of them was never take over par stroke, but you not you can't birdie. Or every time you birdie. You bogey the very next hole. Quinn and I did talk about this one because we, yes. we were we were going through them in the car the day he posted them. Um, so it's it's now you can never birdie right, so that we can still ace and we can still eagle. Yeah. Eagle. So I'm going with that answer just because I feel like if I was birding and bogeying every single time, I would never play disc golf ever again because my emotional roller coaster would be going off like crazy. But at least if I'm parring, I'm going to be, like, relatively okay. And then you, you get that ace once in a while. You're like, hey, look what I did. I agree. You want to know what's funny? I don't think people thought about it that way. I no. Think, I don't think people did either. No. no. And you no. want to know who brought that up? Nice. He did. <laughs> okay, so now that, what about if you don't get the ace or you don't get to – you're just If, it, if it's purely, like, just par, yes. nothing else, yes. just par, yes. um, then I would probably switch my answer. Yeah. I would have too because yes. – Part golf every single time I ever play yeah. would be so boring. Because yeah. then you're not even getting fucking close to an ace or anything. No, no. We've all been on a course where we've all had par runs and we've or we're like li- we're literally cussing at ourselves. It, like, yeah, fucking another cooler, par. Like, it'd be cooler like if you fucking have like one that hits the pin and then you just miss like a two. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh damn it. Well, I, yeah. I just think about going to like one of like the easier courses around it. Like, can you imagine going to like Red Fox and just getting par? Yeah. Like uh, you put the you put it within like 50 feet, and you're missing that putt every time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be rough. All right. Um, one of the ones I th- I liked the best was win every tournament, but you're hated. This or uh, take tenth in every tournament, but you're a fan favorite. I'm going fan favorite. I want to yeah. be. I want to be like. There's honestly in the disc golf market right now. If as long as you're liked, you have a way in a lot of other things. If it's commentary, if it's YouTube, I don't need to win everything. But, I mean, we were talking about, like, Nate Saxon and Jeremy. They're not winning anything anymore, but they're one of the uh, fan favorites of everyone just because yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely – I'm cool with being top ten. Yeah, exactly. Top, top, good ten, top, top ten if I get every time. Shit, it's not like you're fucking but low, ba- low of the barrel. Yeah, and but right you now. also understand if you're top ten, you'll never win. Yeah. That's the point of being – I know. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's why it's – You'll uh, never – it's not like – yeah, you never win a tournament. No. But I, t- I What's take the point of entering a tournament. If you know still you're never gonna all right. Win. You know, you yeah, consistently I, I, a top I, dude. Disc I don't golf. care. I, Haters gonna hate. I'm taking the fucking dub, and I'll take the win. I know. Yeah. Haters I, gonna I hate. Figured that would be your choice. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. So everyone hate on Swiss. <laughs> Start it now. Uh-huh. All right. Bring it, bitches. Win every tournament. But take second in world. See, wait, wait, I think we need to switch this one up. And I switched this one up and we did it. Because uh, it's right, too easy this go, one. Let's go, because I don't this, even remember this, what you said. It, this and I like this puzzler. All right. Okay. This one was too easy, I felt. So I'm going to say you win every single tournament of the year, except you don't even cash at Worlds or USDGC. Ooh. Or you don't cash at any other tournaments, but you win Worlds and USDGC. I think it's, I think it's easier either way. You take the win at Worlds, and you take the win at the USDGCA. I think that's that without – you're going to take 
Fucking, would you rather would you rather win every single wrestling tournament you ever did, or win fucking millions and nationals? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I don't think it, but it, it does help when it's like you don't even cash like you yeah. don't even cash any yeah, other tournament. Because like the on, the only other argument you have here is um you're basically like a nobody like coming into worlds and USDGC, so it's like you don't really have that pull. It's the same thing without being. I don't, it's even worse than taking tenth every time because it's like. Who the fuck's this guy? Like, why do you, why do you just come here and yeah, do this? You're not gonna like, on no, it that let's say you're not sponsored or anything because you weren't cashing in every other tournament. You're mm-hmm. not gonna really get this. Maybe you got a sponsorship because you have a world, but it's like everyone's gonna be like, oh, cool, he did that one one time. No, but you wanna know what they're gonna say every time they announce your name at every other tournament. World, yeah. yeah. But and like, yeah, world but you'll always champion. be like, they'll be like, oh. Look at all these people that won. And then this random dude won. This <laughs> yeah, I'd be that random dude. I'd be you dope. don't think there's all? There's already that. Yeah, there probably is. There's yeah, no. Greg Barr's you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Barr's people. I didn't want to say it. I said it. <laughs> he's still good, but it's like, he's just like a random little. Yeah. All right. One of the ones that wasn't in, this is just because we did the Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat's coming out. What professional disc golfer would you send into Mortal Kombat? Nicola Castro. <laughs> I think he's like scrappy and he's just ready to go. You wanna know what? Nico Lacastro is the Baraka. A fucking, <laughs> <laughs> a fucking uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah. Nico's a good pick. Yeah, he could I think he's just like just uh, You wanna know what? I'm gonna go KJ USA. Wow. Cause again, like I see him as Captain America. <laughs> he, like I could just see him fucking being like ah! fucking ready to <laughs> just go to town. <laughs> just <laughs> I'm trying to think of like whose face could actually fit on the old like Mortal Kombat, um, and kind of like a face that you can hit. Adam Hammes. Wow, <laughs> you're just a big Adam Hammes hater. No dude, man, that guy just looks <laughs> angry all the time. Like that dude just looks angry and kinky. He looks like somebody fucking pissed at his cereal when he woke up. And Adam Hammes. Wow, That's my pick. All right. <laughs> Too hard? Too far? All right. Too far? <laughs> I think this is going to be the... All right. Be able to throw 600 feet, but only put putt 25% inside circle one, or never miss a putt, never miss a putt inside 50 feet, but not be able to throw 225 feet. I'm going with never miss a putt within 50. I mean, I mean you're hitting those putts. It's like... I know, 25% in circle one is fucking... It's rough. It's real rough. That is rough. Like, that's like here. Like, you yeah, basically... You, you don't, yeah, you only make 25 out of 100 of right here. Yeah, no, that, that blows. That. I, I, yeah. What do you think our percentage is? Here? No, just in general, like on the course. What's our percentage in circle one? If, like, I'm actually trying. Let's let's be honest. Like, let's can, be truthful on us. 30. Wait, I have... You, you, you got more than 35. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you feel nice. <laughs> you, you funny. My, because I I track every single one I do it when I play back at my home course. Okay. So I mean, for 2021, I'm 100. <laughs> at, at in 2021, I am 100 percent in circle one. Damn! Oh. He fucking self plugged that shit. He's like, I'm gonna find a way I to say I'm I li- just looked it up for like I'm, fucking. I'm gonna he, pull this out. He, he he's he's played twice. It's <laughs> 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 been our, We got 16 rounds in here. 25. percent I I'm gonna tend to agree with Jay. I'm gonna take the 50 foot. I know if you're locking. banging everyone from 50 feet. Yeah. Shit. Doesn't matter. You throw 250 or whatever. Yeah, like. that means like basically again going back to Red Fox. 
you birdie every hole. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them at Fairfield too. <laughs> like yep. for the most part. All right. Yeah. Let's see how much of an asshole we guys that we are for the last question. I think. That well, I got. I got. I got oh. one more after this. But okay. yeah. All right. We'll get real. Birdie every hole, but when you birdie, you shit yourself. Or you birdie every hole, but every birdie you hit, a child loses an ice cream. Fuck them kids. <laughs> I know. Pooping yourself a lot. <laughs> that means shitting yourself a lot. Yeah. You can't bring a diaper out there. I know. But you still fucking... You still got shit on you, bro. Yeah, after after <laughs> fucking every, every fucking hole, 18 holes, you're shitting yourself 18 times a fucking... At some point, you run out of shit. No, no you don't. Every bird you, you hit, you fucking shit yourself. There's only so much shit. In okay, one's but bottle. for the hypothetical, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> play the hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, fuck those kids. Fuck them kids. I'm not shit myself. A times. kid drops an ice cream cone, just one every birdie. So you're only fucking over one kid. No, it, it's mm. a different kid. 18, 18 kids losing their yeah, ice cream. Yeah, but every birdie, you're only fucking over one kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so eighteen yeah, kids. A kid. What yeah. if it was a hundred kids? Fuck them. Do you take the shit? <laughs> Doesn't affect me. I don't get fucked. <laughs> Is there ice cream? Like a two dollar ice cream cone? Fuck it. <laughs> Go buy another one. I'm poop myself. I'm gonna poop myself. What if every kid with an ice cream cone? Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> Jefferson's just like, I am not soiling myself. <laughs> I've done that too many times. <laughs> All right, we're about to get real right here. Uh-oh. We're gonna finally dictate what qualifies an ace. <laughs> Okay. There's been a lot. We do need. Let's hear it, Reed. What's an ace? What's an ace? What counts as an ace? Throwing the frisbee from the tee pad into the basket. The first time. We're talking times, obviously. Oh. Come on. Like, uh, like how many? Oh, how many times at a hole? Yeah. Yep. So if you throw it the second time and hit it, is it an ace? Yes. Third. <laughs> yes. Fourth. Yes. Fifth. No. Why not the fifth? Because it's just not. Because <laughs> it's just not. Well, de- okay. So it all it all depends, like. Like, cause if you're throwing two for two throws every single hole, then yes, the second one counts. Cause you're pretty much playing you're playing two different ones. You might not be playing both, both, but you're playing two drives. So yes, it counts. Depending on how many you throw per per round. Do you think a lot of people do that? I know that's how we've always thrown. But no. Do you think a lot of people do that? No. I don't think so either. Okay. I don't. I think most people just. Throw okay. Well, I'm saying it's like every like once in a while they're like, oh, I'll throw two on this one, or whatever. Yeah. No. But it's not yet yeah, not every day. Thing. And if you call it, it counts. Like if you if you go up there saying I'm gonna throw two I'm gonna play my second one it counts. So if I go because because you, you guys because you guys are being an asshole and calling me out I I understand that no no it's just so after the, go, after we hey, talked about it I'm gonna it. throw ten times does that still count as an A's? and say I count my tenth one. Oh the so, act so if he's, you have to count the you have to call one. which one you're doing like like my first ace I before I even threw one I'm like I'm throwing two and I'm playing my second and I ace my second throw. I did. I disagree with that concept in ever. You should never count your second throw. Okay, well that should why only I said be your first. That's why I said. You want to talk about cheating? How do you get the lay of the land, the lay of the wind, and all that, and then say I'm gonna play my second? Your first one's got to be your play at all times. Okay, but, I, okay, but that being said, you hit it on the second and counts as an ace. You're saying, man, for me, anytime you throw from the tee and it's in, it's an ace. Hundred throw. Yes, it's an ace. Okay. You threw from the tee. It's an ace. I, you want to know what? Fuck that. I agree. Any Anytime it's in, it counts as an ace. I throw my entire bag. That last one goes in. It's an ace. I tell people pridefully that's I an ace. I ace this hole. Yeah. It, yes. You you can tell people. you. 
But you have to be okay with knowing that is your ace. You have to be like, as long as you're okay with it, calling it an ace, I'm okay with you calling it an ace. So what? You, so everyone who says that it, only your first one, because like there's the people who I know people who are like, I never ace, but I have plenty of practice aces where that's like their second throw goes in. I get you. I and like I alluded to, we throw two drives nearly almost every hole we play. But we only play our first. Like I think we we average we average two drives every yes every hole hundred percent yeah for sure and then we play our first no matter (laughs) what yes no matter what and I'll say yeah you're throwing from the tee and it goes in it's an ace man and let's let's be real all this bullshit of like wind read and all that shit fuck that noise most of you guys out there including my ass is not gonna get a general fucking read of a fucking wind that much to where it's gonna go in. You may be able to throw it better, but you can't be like, because of that wind read, I got that in. Okay. Shut the fuck up. Okay, <laughs> since both I can't go through my next stage of um, whatever, uh, someone you both play the part of someone who believes only one throw, first one's the only one that counts, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I throw my entire bag in a hole. I go back, I pick up every single one of my discs, turn around, and I walk back, and I throw it in on my first shot. Does that constitute, in that eyes, an ace? That's your first throw. If it does, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, you know, like, if anybody feels like their first throw is an ace and that shit happens and they call it an ace, that's bullshit. Because that is absolutely because that is not your first throw. That is your twenty third throw. I don't unless you come back. Like, if you say you do it on hole one and you throw your whole bag, don't ace, and then you come back through the whole course and then do hole one again, then I'm okay with calling it an ace. But if you believe that your first throw is an is the only ace you get. You can't count that as an ace, and I don't believe anybody would that be that asinine and believe that. Okay, fine. We were playing at Fairfield. Yeah, I go. People don't have the visual, but whatever. You play hole nine. You play ten. You play eleven, and you cut back, and you're back at nine. You want to play another loop. You're fresh. You want to keep playing. The day's young. I'm back at hole nine where I just threw my whole bag, but that's three holes ago. First throw. Again, if I believe that first. Again, we believe any ace is an ace. So I'm saying for the, for yes, the person. For that person. Again, there I felt a- like I changed your opinion on that. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Like I've always felt like every ace, but I didn't want to be the like because I honestly thought you guys would be more hardcore on an ace is one of first two frisbees, yada yada yada. I thought you would be like, and I wanted to be. I want to be the fucking only person that believes every ace is fucking no matter what you ace. I don't want to be the only person that believe that. So I did. Uh, tear my shit back, cause uh-huh. I was, uh, I was, I didn't want to be the total liberal. Uh, I want, I want. No, I always, I honestly, I don't give a fuck. Like, is it? If if you believe it's an ace, it's an ace. Yeah. Like if you play a hole where it's you play from a different tee pad and you ace, you ace that one from that tee pad. Where yeah. you you can tell everybody, hey, I threw f- off this hill once instead of throwing on the tee pad and I aced. Yeah. That that I don't give a. Fuck. Okay, but back to. The the roundabout three holes of your bag no. does that count towards those people's eyes? Again, I don't think it sh- should. If if they believe that only your first, because theoretically not your f- not your first. Swiss. It's an ace. It's an like in those people's eyes, it's an ace. Because how far back do you fucking go? How many times have we flown? How many holes at Fairfield? Is that my first throw? Yeah, it's my first throw of my day. But I've also fucking logged. 
500 throws prior to that. So, yeah. I know the line. I know what, you know. But are you in disagreement then of the throwing your whole bag and walking back? No. No, in in those those people's criteria. Oh, in those people's criteria? I, I don't know. I guess I wish I had someone here who fucking just believe that. I, just like a harp on them. I guess <laughs> my only thing about it is is how far you fucking drive and brag about it is kind of where like if I gotta hear that noise from somebody like every fucking time let's say somebody did that and I play with them all the time and then every time we come to that hole and they're like, Yeah, I fucking ace this I was like, Bro, you threw a fucking whole bag at it. Like, you can, oh, I'll count it as an ace, but you're not yeah. fucking... I don't have to hear about this every fucking time. Yeah, if anyone has a strong opinion about this, I want to let them know. Because, honestly, I fucking... I just hate the one throw or whatever. It's, it doesn't... People make too too big a deal about that. But I'll give one more hypothetical. We're playing in the yard and just at someone's house, setting up holes, playing around. We set up the hole. That's a fucking ace. That's an ace? That's an ace. You just gave Keegan an ace. Nice. Wait, what happened? I didn't even wait. So, hold. Okay. No, I should not. <laughs> yeah. He's thinking. Hold on. It. I should not. How far, like. It was from, like, the road across, like, my backyard, like, by, would you by the pool. Would you consider it be a, a real hole? Yeah. Yes. Would you, you consider yeah. it being a real hole? Yeah. Fucking give that kid an ace. Kiki's got an ace. <laughs> I think you gotta actually be on a course. It can't be a home course. But you saying that because he doesn't want Keegan to have an ace No, before. I'll fight that one. No, I'll fight that one. <laughs> okay, it that's has fair. to be on a course. I know that just happened after we talked about it, and I was like, "Damn, do I?" Do this? I'm like, "This is just another thing I can talk about." No, <laughs> no, I have a caveat for yours, Quinn. It has to be. What about if it's a home course, but it's planted? Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> if it's a home course, but it's made into like your but like your buddies make a home course, but there is there is uh, Casey pins. White's. Pins fucking cemented in the ground, and it's a private course. Are it's there tea pads? <laughs> yes, there's homemade tea pads that they made with grass. They just spray. They no, they just have a marker where it is. It's a course, so that's a course. If I will say you cemented. can't have three holes on a home course and call it a course. You have to have a minimum of nine. So every hole, every course that has seven holes is not a real course. Yeah. Fucking mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's not a course. I'm sorry. There there you go. So we established. I don't don't even count. Sometimes I don't even count nine holes as a course. That's (laughs) like a fucking warm up. We established you can throw 100 frisbees and and it'd be considered an ace. You fucking go do your aces out there. I don't give a fuck how many times it is. Don't let anyone ace shame you. Say it with your chest. Just don't say it every time. If, yeah. there, if there's a less less than nine holes, it's not a course. Yep, you heard it here first, folks. And maybe not even if they have nine. I know. So, so <laughs> Seriously, man. You fucking, you guys legitimately, if, if I said, hey, guys, you want to go throw? I'm going to throw this new course at the fucking church Hey, just, just so you know. And it's fucking five holes. Okay, never mind. Because I say Warren has nine holes. Don't don't be talking about uh, Warren I like that, I said it has bro. five holes. I know, I know. What are you guys going to do? You'd be like, I'm not fucking wasting my time to go throw five holes. That's fair, no, but No, you want to so know close. what I'd say? I'd say... Okay, is there a course by it that has more? <laughs> then let's let's make it let's make it a day. And you could throw out Warren, but how many times do we throw Warren and go to another one? That's that's the thing. A nine hole course is set for to do more than one course. Yeah. You do you do a nine hole course after you do an eighteen. 
I would say a nine-hole course is set up because there's not enough room for 18. Not not with the people in mind of going to another course. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We have a, we've had a lot of discussion. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the putting puzzle. This is becoming one of my favorite segments of the podcast. If you did enjoy, guys, make sure to rate and review. Follow us on all the social media that we plugged earlier. This is a fun one. We've recorded like three podcasts in like within the last week. So a lot of like content coming weeks. out for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So hopefully you guys did enjoy. Signing off. Hopefully see you in the next one. Big ups. <laughs>